So should I do the official fifty second countdown? Sure. One oh four no, is it? Please. This is one oh four. Two oh four. Two oh four. Okay. One oh four. Damn it! You travel back in time. Oh, it's your kids' All right. <laughs> it's either I travel back into time or I'm just telling the truth now. I need fuel. Um, all what right, happens I'll... to us in the future, Doc? Do we have too much gaming? Oh, <laughs> it's not enough, really. All right. Sports Almanac. I'll, I'll do a 10-second count to start the show. Oh, no. New Starting patch notes. in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2... Hey, TMG Podcast 204, this is Carlos, and with me is everybody, aka Miggy. Yo. Migs. What's up? Who was doing the countdown, but you know, I don't know if we're going to probably <laughs> add it to the episodes, but that was just really weird. But yeah, Matthew's also here as well. Hi, hi. And yet another week of us bantering and talking about a lot of video games. And yeah, this is what, second week of June? And... We have a lot of games we want to talk about. Um, even a lot of events we're actually looking forward to, actually. Um, since this is... I think this is the week, or maybe the the weeks where the announcement starts kicking in because of E3. You know what I mean? Supposed E3. Supposedly. And so it's, it's, a, it's a weird time right now. Um, but I think we'll get more of those announcements soon enough in the coming weeks. We'll, we'll have a PS5 event, I think. This coming 11th? June 11th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Shall we have an emergencies uh, podcast after that? Well, it's not an emergency, but I think we're going to do something live. You know, like yeah. something like a some watch party of some sort. Um, we might do some kind of some kind of fun thing. I don't know if we can actually, you know, plan it, like properly organize it. But something maybe you guys and also, you know, us as a group can actually just, you know, have fun with it while we... I guess you know, take in whatever the whatever Sony has in store for us on the PS5 consoles. Stony, the Stony. But yeah, let's talk about video games. Um, Matt, you've been apparently doing a lot of shooting. A lot of (laughs) well, a lot of. (laughs) So what is that? What is that all about? A lot of messing messing with people. So, um, as we all know, we live in. um, We've had a lot of. stuff going on in the news regarding uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, the politics of it all, but suffice it to say I, you know, share the same outrage and indignation about, you know, racism in America and all that stuff. And I felt like a good way to cathartically release that energy is through some fucking video games. Um, so I installed Watch Dogs 2, Mafia 3, and Payday 2 The Heist uh, over the weekend and have been having a blast. Huh, pun intended. Huh. <laughs> well, not... Okay, you got me. You got me. Um, in the case of uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, as you old guys already know, I'm a huge like stand for this game. Uh, and so I've probably talked about it more than once in the podcast before, maybe even written a, an old weekend hangover piece about the game. And for me, like this week, the appeal of that game is basically playing a young black kid who has been 
framed by predictive algorithms for a crime he didn't commit. You know, like the profiler is all like, yo, you are young and black and, you know, have special skills. Therefore, you are likely to commit a violent crime. And so... (laughs) Is that what happened? Yeah, that is the backstory. That is the... Predictive crime right now. Yeah, Mm. predictive crime, pre-crime. You know, some, uh, <laughs> Samantha Morton, li- Morton lying wasn't, down. Wasn't, wasn't he like trying to hack a comp- like a company, and then he just so happens to be like he gets caught that moment as well. Like um, he gets, you know, well when you start chased. the game, when you start the game, you are hacking into a company, but you're hacking to remove your your criminal profile. Oh, and then that then turns out. Yeah, so well, I know yeah. you played the game already. Uh, played a bit of the game, Carlos, no, but a bit of it. I kind of forgot. Yeah, yeah, I can't blame it's you if it's been a while and you've forgotten. But that's what happens, and. You purge your profile from the system, which is, of course, the game's like conceit for allowing you to operate in the open without being identified by, you know, facial recognition scans. Like if you open up the hacking tool and you turn the camera towards your character, Marcus Holloway, you'll just be visible as like, you know, an unidentifiable blur, just like Aiden Pierce in Watch Dogs 1. And so anyway, for me to, you know, uh, I don't want to get talk, talk too much about the game because there are two other games I want to talk about. But for me, the appeal of this game is fucking people up who uh, kind of <laughs> wow. deserve it. Like, so, what, so there's this thing in Watch Dogs. You have this uh, profile tool that lets you scan people's cell phones and mm-hmm. figure out and find their identity and their mm-hmm. hobbies and their interests. And so you'll see like, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he donates to a Christian fundamentalist group. Or this guy, you know, he's a, he's a private equity trader or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, that, okay. that, oh, that guy, he's a private equity trader. Time to frame him for murder. <laughs> and so you, you can forge an arrest warrant on, on, on any, any character, any NPC in the world and have the cops show up and arrest him. And sometimes what's hilarious is sometimes those, uh, those people will resist arrest mm-hmm. and violent conflict ensues, likely. They get gunned down, and you know you do your part in getting rid of the one percent, getting rid of ridding the world of the one percent <laughs> or the five percent. Have you actually was that? Have you actually like when you actually frame somebody and then they actually you know willingly go to the car, the cop car, and then they go their way? Do you actually follow them to see if they actually process him? Oh, I should do that. I should really do that. Now you've got me. Or does he just? Or do, do they just disappear into thin air and all of a sudden? I'm gonna. Ubisoft I'm, got you. I'm gonna. Like, I'm gonna record that footage. I'm gonna find. Yeah. Um, thanks for the idea, Carlos. I'm yeah, I'm, do that. I'm, I'm actually curious about too because um, mm-hmm. in Watch Dogs One, you like you know you can set cars on fire and all that, but um, like any other right, right, right. right. But but like it'll spawn a fire truck. But then the oh, game yeah, yeah. doesn't know what to do after that, so the fire truck will just either like go right Stay past there. you or <laughs> drive in circles, and then the 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 firefighters don't actually do anything once they get to the scene because they're not programmed to actually deal with the fire. Uh, Same goes with ambulances. Had, that's what I, I, I actually want to like get into that. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, sorry, Megs, what you say? I actually had a similar experience with uh, Jurassic World. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we, we saw this, and uh, we were trying to see uh, how far the helicopter goes when it's like um, exporting a dinosaur that's been tranquilized, mm-hmm. or so, yeah, you, you're uh, like airlifting a, a dinosaur out of the park. 
Yeah, so I'm airlifting a dinosaur at the park and we're trying to track uh, how far it will go to the island and it just glitches away on the like on the <laughs> invisible wall. Just hard Don't disappears. <laughs> Don't yeah. leave me hanging, bro. What happens then? The, 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 where, where does this take you? Does the dinosaur just fade away? Oh, no. no. Like, it really glitches. Like, uh, like it, it like jerks up and like the, the, the helicopter jerks down then up immediately. And then just disappears. Uh, no animation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's actually would be fun to do because there's a lot of open world games and even like in Assassin's Creed, if like someone like how li- how lively are these worlds are like yeah. for example this modern times, like will the fire truck do the fire truck things or you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't and know that this conversation was most of the time no. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we we actually went completely derailed about. No, the, I'm the, having um, I'm I'm having a great time. I just think it's interesting that a conversation about messing up the virtual one percent turned into a conversation about systems resilience in video games. Whether the <laughs> systems that drive <laughs> our video games can really hold up scrutiny. Yeah, because I remember Matt, you were also like talking about uh, how how empty uh, GTA Five feels right now compared to what it was before when during launch it was kind of uh, oh this is a living breathing city. But yeah. As of now, in 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 today's standards, it looks very barren or uh, really artificial. Yeah. Um, but I can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'll I'll add to that. Like in in the more most recent Spider-Man game on PS4, mm-hmm. like um, the game will spawn an ambulance when you rescue civilians. Mm-hmm. And those people don't do a goddamn thing. They'll just yeah. pat the dude on the shoulder and oh, they just show yeah. up. Yeah. They just like, show you up. Okay, man. And then that's it. Then they they just stand there crossing they have, their arms. They like, have yes. healing healing fingers, I guess. New York finest, leave, right? They're just gonna be. They're just gonna stay there. They're just gonna stand there. Up, so. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do anything. You know, it's great. The sleeping dogs. Uh, you uh-huh. can you can hurt someone like you know you'll you'll maul someone in in in, in Hong Kong, and they'll get knocked out you know so they're quote unquote right. dead or unconscious and then uh, an, uh, the paramedics will show up the ambulance will show up and they'll go over there to like help the guy out or whatever or you know pronounce him dead and you can kill the paramedics and what will happen is another paramedic <laughs> will show up it so I up. think oh, so I think what ha- I think what but when my my wife did, they they killed, I think four paramedics or something like that. So there were like five, there were five ambulances in the same vicinity. <laughs> See, that's that's what you call that's when you're having fun with the open world game, yeah. like in like old GTA. You're just really messing up with the world, like <laughs> and everybody's just gathering here. Nothing's happening. People are dying. It's fine. And just to wrap that up, I want to say that after we got those five ambulances, you know, the only thing left to do was, of course, to blow up all five ambulances of at course, the same of time. Because what are you gonna do? Of right? course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's the rule. Chain explosion. Yeah. It's always good for a chain explosion. Right. Yeah. Another game I want to talk about. Um, quickly, uh, another game I want to talk about is uh, Payday Payday 2. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Payday 2? Any of you play that one? Which I kind of want to get back into, actually. It's still yeah. a good game. Just oh, for, like, it's game. like one of the good choices in terms of like four-player co-op. Oh, if you with really want to uh, stop playing Left 4 Dead, but yeah. Yeah, hop in with me, Carlos. We'll, 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 we'll play some Payday 2. Um, yeah, I think you remember the sort of premise of the game is your bank robbers. Uh, well, not just bank robbers, but your professional criminals, and right. you group up with your friends, four players. Um, you can go solo, or you can find randos. Uh, I don't know why you would do that, <laughs> uh, and uh, perform yeah. heists. And uh, there are so many missions now in the game 
because the game has been out since 2013, so that's been seven years of consecutive support in, ter- in form of the form of free updates and paid DLC, Ooh. as well as uh, promotional tie-ins. Like I think they did a promotional tie-in with. Uh, with John Hotline, Wick, yeah, with John Wick, with Hotline Miami, yeah, um, um, and I think with with even uh, the Universal is it Universal? But so the the film company that holds rights to Scarface, they even put Al Pacino in the game. <laughs> oh dang! <That's> <laughs> yeah, see, I like I like those kinds of transitions with other developers because yeah. like it's just fun. Like it's actually a, a relation, just as how like um a similar like co-op-ish kind of game like Dead, Dead by Daylight where they just have like horrors from other movies come in and then you know yeah and like uh, I want to see more of that yeah in multiplayer and, games and the great thing about Payday 2 is just is, is it's now just such a diverse well of, of criminal operations to, to do uh, this is gonna get saying this is Hard. gonna get, saying this is gonna get me on a watch list but for me the appeal is just looking for you know wealthy people who freaking deserve it and you know get Steal their stuff, their paintings, their 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 bank funds, and all that stuff, and then shooting up a lot of cops in the process. <laughs> and I think, and I, wow. and that that's gonna get me to watch this, I'm sure. But I think what's really hilarious about the game, uh, this morning I was, uh, was it this morning yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. I was playing. We were doing the typical bank robber mission, and what happened was we set it to very hard difficulty. And what that usually means is that the cops will be more aggressive. They'll send more people, and they'll send more high-level cop uh, NPCs against you, meaning people with heavier tactical gear. And what was funny was we we went loud, and the number of cops that came into the ba- into this small uh, city bank, like the amount of life that was killed in that mission <laughs> was, was far in excess of the amount of gold we were going to steal from the bank. <laughs> I was like, hmm... Is it really worth this many lives to protect this much gold? But, you know, I guess blue lives don't matter. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm not saying that I approve it. I'm saying that this, <laughs> this is a fucked up accurate representation of the world. That, that a video game is all like, yeah, you know, rich people will send as many cops to die for their wealth or something. <laughs> there might be a VIP thing hidden in the vaults that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Of independence. <laughs> no, I think there is a game. I think there is a mission where you steal the uh, Declaration of Independence or some similar. I want. I want. A, I think we're going to be a series of that. Yeah, but we yeah, need, we need that um, um, National Treasure expansion for Payday. <laughs> oh God, that would be so so great. Yeah. That's how Nick Cage goes into Payday. <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure. He would approve. He would totally approve. Indeed, it's not even Face Off. We're gonna go with National Treasure. <laughs> it's not even the one that actually makes sense. It's just going straight up with that. Oh god. Yeah. So, yeah, Payday Two, uh, great game. Um, play it. Shoot up some 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 banks and stuff. Oh, I did. I did tell my friends though. I'm against one thing. Like there are lots of missions to do, and many of them are like questionable. You know, of course, like cooking meth or whatever. One thing I told them was, I'll take any mission that we're gonna, you know. Uh, do this sort of like Robin Hood scum kind of stuff, but I will not support any missions in which because there's a mission where you rig the elections, where you like steal the vote and help one of the bad guys become, uh, you know, mayor or whatever or president. And I was like, you know what, uh, I cannot on moral grounds support this kind of criminal mission. 
Because that is how that is how America got where it was. <laughs> so yeah, just so you know, I have um, I have standards. <laughs> I'm surprised that you actually needed multiple games to actually express that kind of that, that kind of need. <laughs> like, like I think Watch Dogs Two would actually hit the part, but no, I just I, I need to also rob the bank. <laughs> well, you, you, <laughs> I also need to go to Hong Kong. The difference between Watch Dogs Two and Payday is that I get to have my friends over to fuck shit up. <laughs> also, Watch Dogs. Well, wait. wait. Yeah, you can. Isn't there co-op in Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs too, at least. Oh, really? I, I don't know. In Watch Dogs, there's like a like a. There's a hacking game where, in like, yeah. you and another and another Asian peers like, like have to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like invasion type. Yeah. But that's cool. I do have to finish Watch Dogs too, though. Like, that's I don't know why I stopped playing. It was a good game. Watch Dogs One was just not a good game. I mean. It was a for co- a lot of reasons, actually. I know. I didn't like it. I didn't like. I didn't like Aiden. I didn't like. It <laughs> became dull. I don't know if Watch Dogs Two is going to be similar in terms of gameplay because I didn't play it as much as one because I finished one. But there's a lot of problems. At least you know. Maybe we can talk about that on a later date. But that's my thoughts of it. The so thing far. I always tell people about Watch Dogs One versus Watch Dogs Two is that I understand if people do actually like gravitate toward Watch Dogs One and enjoy that. But part of the reason why that game didn't do as well as it did other than the controversies regarding its technical downgrade, um, were just the fact that the, the protagonist is just not fun to be around. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we do love our serious, you know, our serious action hero guys in our video games, but he's just, like, not relatable. He's just so unpleasant and humorless that, you know, Watch Dogs do uh, sort of offset that by having a protagonist that provides levity and humor and actually enjoys what he's doing you know there's like there's like a cause but he's not like oh oh my daughter my my niece i need us to get revenge from my family and my niece yeah aiden was a weird character yeah that was the thing yeah no it was just the it was the death revenge i'll hack you all it was super creepy too right because it's his sister's kid It's because they don't want to age the character by making him have a daughter, an actual daughter. I think that's what happened. They were like, oh, if the character actually has a daughter, then he'll be an actual father. And that means he'll, you know, player, the white male single players might not relate to him or some, some weird ass <laughs> random <laughs> nonsense like that. Like we've never tried to connect with a character who's different from us ever before. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And the last game I want to talk about is Mafia 3. Um, which, by the way, that I didn't like. Oh. In terms of game, in terms of mission structure, but I'll maybe later. Oh no! Tell me about but, it. I want you know. Don't let me ramble all 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 afternoon. What's up? It's just, it's. It was hard to actually get into the onto the mission structure and the gameplay of it because of, um, I guess it lacked a bit of personality because there's a lot of driving going around back and forth, Mm-mm. and maybe just a, a little bit of like very dull uh, combat that doesn't really spice up if you for example fought um you've experienced a shootout in the first hour and then the shootout in the, the 20th hour you know what i mean yeah you're absolutely right like, they're very they're very they're very similar so it just it was too um familiar almost all throughout the long period of the campaign that yeah the boredom was actually kicking in really early absolutely i absolutely 100 agree the problem with mafia 3 is that uh, when you when you start the game, the kind of gameplay you're introduced to at the beginning is functionally identical to the gameplay that you're experiencing 20 hours later, and there's a lot of padding, a lot of repetitiveness, 
It's almost like the, the you know, because the way the game is structured is that you have all these districts that you want to conquer, and each of these districts, before you can lure the boss out to conquer them, you have to, like, threaten their income. And, you know, I oh think they're... Oh, my God, it's Syndicate. It's actually Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, it is <laughs> like Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Except Assassin's Creed Syndicate doesn't demand this many hours just to do that. And so... Yeah, and it got, And it's okay if a game is... It's quote unquote okay if a game is this bloated, like it's a forty hour, sixty hour experience. We're used to that, I guess, for, for better or worse. But then when the gameplay is also repetitive, then it's just like, well, okay, you know, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, and that's a shame because I think Mafia 3's story and characters are the best thing about it. But to get through that story and character is to get through a wealth, well, not a wealth, uh, a, a huge chunk of like, you know tiring, tedious gameplay. Did you actually like the first two games, Matt? Um, like, why three, to be specific? Well... I mean, okay, I think I know why, but... I just think I really like... You know. I really like the story of Mafia 3. I love the fact that, you know, the, it brings a unique or completely different perspective because we've seen so many games that are about the mob or the crime gang experience that are filtered through, like, being an Italian-American or being... You know, uh, you know, being white, I guess, or or in the case of Sleeping Dogs, Hong Kong, but we haven't seen one that is from a uh, a black perspective or a biracial perspective. But I think what's really cool about came from the war, right? Yeah, he's a Vietnam War veteran, um, and I thought what was really cool about it was that it's just it's a very righteous revenge story. You know, the guy got wronged. Um, and I think the writing is also very good. Um, a lot of what the game has to say about race relations and class and all that stuff is not necessarily political sermoning or, or politicized, but it's definitely colors the experience in a way that makes you feel like you're experiencing a very, you know, unique story. And I think to me, you know, to get back to this whole playing video games for catharsis during these dark times, you know, I was playing this game, you know, not just to, to shoot up people, but to sort of really act out that sort of like, um, racially driven, like, vengeance, it, you know, and I think Mafia 3 is, uh, is, 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 you know, unique in that regard. Is it actually, like, actually, I'm kind of curious if it's, like, the one thing I did not do when I pressed, when I played 3 was I didn't really fully finish 1 and 2, and since the definitive edition for both those oh, first right. two games were out, um... We can talk about you, Mafia 3 did, did you, yeah, did you play a couple of hours into it uh i finished mafia the 2. definitive edition i finished mafia 2 back in 2012 um i thought that game was fine like um its storytelling is also pretty good the act they brought some great character actors to play the characters and it's a real like by the numbers sort of good fella style story about uh mm. about about a guy who you know rises up the ranks in 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 the criminal you know underworld but i thought it was also not as great as people make it out to be because most of the gameplay is very linear. It has a great historically accurate open world sort of like fake New York setting, but there's not much to do about in the, in the game. Like you drive from mission to mission and um, there's almost no side activities. If, I, if I'm not wrong, I think there are no side activities. And I think that's why Mafia 3... That might be a reason why Mafia 3 overcompensated for it's it. It's riddled with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... It's, it's riddled like, with fucking activities. Yeah, you can finish Mafia 2 in about 12 hours, I think. Like, I have that record in Steam. Dang. Uh, and and oh. Mafia 3, I believe, is a 40-hour game 
at least. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and not all of those hours, as we discussed earlier, not all of those hours are 100% enjoyable. <laughs> okay. Mm. So yeah, that's well, been my gaming weekend. Yeah. That many games. <laughs> a lot of shooting. And I think we're going to talk about more shooting, because uh, me and Migs actually went through another game that just came out. Right. <sighs> last week? Two? June 2? Yeah. Was it last week? Yeah, the Valorant. Everybody's playing it, maybe. Very... Good tactical shooter if you like CSGO. Holy shit, I didn't even think I would actually enjoy this one. Um, by Riot Games. And I don't know, Migs. Well, you play, I think you played more CSGO than me. I've played CSGO yeah. just because of out of peer pressure. But, you know. <laughs> I played CSGO I think for all, like. I think we've all played CSGO out of peer pressure. Two or kid, three years? Yeah. Like for two or three years, I was like playing that game. So, like, uh, the transition. Um, from CS:GO to Valorant's mechanics is, uh, I think I got it easy, compared uh, like compared to your experience or to our friends' experiences who's um, used to other shooters like Rainbow Six or Overwatch. Or any other shooter, really. Yeah. Like it's it's still a unique experience simply because of like things that are not obvious to the, someone who's very new to the to the to these kinds of shooters. Especially, and I remember to, like, mm. yeah, especially to to shooter that's that has like CS:GO's um, style of mechanics, which is like a slow yeah. a slow game, methodical at, at times actually. And um, like, I think the one thing that kept on like I remember like um, our friend like Emil, and then when we were playing with Ijon and everything, we had to like remind them that. Like, your movement actually affects your accuracy. And that's something that's always been unique with CSGO ever since. <laughs> yeah. Or I, th- I think Half-Life, because it's, it's the same mod. But anyway, but um, standing still is very key. And mm-hmm. that's something <laughs> that not many shooters do nowadays, like Call of Duty, Halo, Gears of War, all of that. You can be accurate when you're moving around. CSGO new, or Valorant even new, which actually that feature or that function is already a, just a clear shot that Valorant really wants to compete solely against CSGO directly. Does it help and that, I think they're doing uh, well. Does it help that Counter-Strike uh, is like, you know, that old now? I mean, not to be like, an, you know, anti-old games or anything like that, but I'm sure I'm sure there is a vast you know, cross-section of the Counter-Strike audience that's I guess looking for something new? Uh, I think there is because they're. Not, I think it. Well, based on how I'm seeing it, well, correct me if I'm wrong, Migs, but it seems like they're very much open or actually welcoming that there's an actual direct competition against CS:GO directly. Because the 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 differences, the the the, the similarities on its on how it's functioned is actually very similar, and it's very hard to get away from it, and. It seems like it's all positive all, all throughout. They love the fact that there's actually a, a good option like, um, for that kind of gameplay. From what I've heard, they, they, they made this game to cater also to non-first-person shooters who like um, Riot's other IPs <laughs> like League of mm. Legends. So uh, mm. they have to develop a game that is um, like, you know, like yeah, this is like CSGO with like... Um, individual characters or character skills mixed up but also make it more accessible and a bit easier and more forgiving than csgo 
because even though they share like the same DNA when it comes to movement, there are still like subtle differences. Um, like for example, like the hitboxes you have in CS:GO and Valorant is very different. Like in Valorant, they kind of simplified it to just the head and the and the body and the leg. While in CS:GO, there's like five five <laughs> hitboxes. Uh, hitbox categories they have like the head, the torso, the arms, the the, the abdomen, pinky, yeah. the, the the legs. So stuff like that, as well as um, some some mechanics about you know like jumping and um, like tagging, I guess. Like tagging in Valorant is more um, unforgiving compared to CS:GO. Like once you get tagged, uh, once you get hit by a bullet, you will like slow down to a crawl, Oof. and it's 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 pretty much you're you're dead unless you get into a into a nearby. Um, cover. So that's, that's, that's also that's, that's also just like it's not it's much more forgiving in CS:GO. Like if you're in a corner and you get hit, you can at least crawl your way back into a more <laughs> in a yeah, better bit, position. Yeah. Okay. Because I haven't played it in a while, but yeah. I mean, that's what I remember in CS:GO. Like uh, you can still like get out of a firefight if you know you get a lot of hits in. And right. But yeah, like even just in the sense of like buying stuff in Valorant, it's it's more simplified. And I guess um, since they introduced characters that has um, distinct abilities, so so like in CS:GO, you have you have utility items that you can buy, like flashbangs and frag grenades and um, like uh, diffuse kits. In Valorant, there isn't anything like that because uh, most of those utility is now in the characters. So that gives the characters more value now. Like for example, you have oh, this is smoke guy, and this is flashbang guy, and if you want that in your team, you have to use those guys. If you want vampire girl, which I love, but yeah, the, that, that's that's actually the cool thing, the the cool little twist they got with Valorant that all utilities that you know um, that add more spice into the game, like flashbang, smoke grenades, um, all that jazz, are now what how they um, introduce hero or characters or um, what, what are they called? But cha- operators? I don't know what they call. Uh, what is the agents? I think what they're called. Heroes are they? Like people with powers. Like operators yeah. in Rainbow Six. Vanguard. Like yeah. Vanguard, <laughs> what, whatever, yeah, like something. Like that. But it's really cool. They actually have a lot of personality. That's why the best description I can give for Valorant is like it's it's as if you CS:GO and Overwatch had a baby. Mm-hmm. Or, and then or, or it was Legends, it was supported by Riot Games. Huh? I think uh, Apex Legends also falls that. Oh, Apex Legends is if Overwatch and Overwatch and PUBG gets 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 a kid. That's like how it is. Oh, okay. Because Overwatch is always like you know. Is the one who really pushed that whole hero roster kind of deal. He's the the main uh, mother or the main mom. He's the main guy. He's the main. He's the main father. He's been having a lot of kids lately. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Valorant. Uh, even the guns. Buying is the same. Very uh, simplified. But even the guns. They have their own version of AK. They have their own version of the the AUG. Or I don't know what it was called before. And CS:GO. The M4 even is there. The, like even the operator, like 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 in CS:GO we have the the op the AWP, and in Valorant they just named it the operator so that if you short into op it's still it's still <laughs> op. So that's the idea behind it. Yeah, and I didn't think because I was never really like super into CS:GO. Well, 
no, just because I was playing with my friends, really. I wasn't really like alone, you know, I really want to play CSGO. I um, actually was more interested in Dota 2 back then, or even Dota 1. But CSGO, it's just more of because my friends were playing it. So I'll play it. And then there you go. So I wasn't really digging it. But this one, um, this is actually pretty addicting. That's the that's the feeling of it right now. Like it's it's like thirty minutes of your time. You have to commit to thirty minutes of the of a normal game in Valorant, because it's a race to thirteen rounds. You know what? And I, so it's I very mean, what I actually like. <laughs> initially, I don't really want to to play this game because I don't want to play another CS:GO <laughs> game because it it just stresses me out. But after playing it with does. you guys, you know, you know how the, we, we've had so many rounds about Migs where we're just like completely depressed and then we just <laughs> felt like ending our life. Yeah, we just that, couldn't. But that's the thing; it's easier than CS:GO, and for some reason, I miss this kind of stress <laughs> in shooter games. <laughs> I miss this that kind can, of stress. That, okay, that can only be found in 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 CS:GO like games, I guess. Right. So that's that, and and of course we have friends to play. Which is kind of like I don't know, but it's it's a problem with any matchmaking game. But since we all like gathered together, fight a group of five friends that just want to play Valorant together, have a good time, and then we get matched up to an actual team, yeah. and <laughs> because they're also grouped into fives, so it becomes a very you know stressful you know night of Valorant, and it becomes a very you know. But I still like it. I still I definitely like it. It's definitely. Um, I like, in general, I like what Riot Games is doing overall in terms of really like putting a um, a stamp on the competitive side by because they did they were doing really well with Legends of, of Runeterra. Um, That's maybe also, not the plunder feature. Um, and they have now Valorant out officially, and that's doing well. There's going to be like tournaments soon for that for that game, and it's going to be um, nothing like Crucible. Wink, wink. You know, like this has potential to do some kind of like um, community building and make an actual like dent in a already crowded space. Um, and for Riot Games to have two games released within uh, a couple of months, in a couple of weeks in between each other, and then actually get uh, a decent like um, head start yeah. as a as a free to play title. They're both free to play. Um, I'm just super excited for their fighting game project then if oh, this yeah, is the kind of thing they're coming out because take note that they have also a fighting game in the works they just haven't really fully uh promoted that to the public so mm -hmm. riot games is definitely like up oh, we have league of legends but we got we got so much more planned and they they're do it feels like they're doing it right at, at very least all they need and, is city builder all they need is a or, city yep they're gonna rule the world soon so, well, they'll have to compete with the city skylines for that, right? But set in Runeterra. The city skylines like the biggest one. <laughs> so, for so, building, like, right for city right now, I guess it's the it's oh. the better one. Yeah, it's well, Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jurassic uh, World had a more mixed reception. Yeah, that's a I'm sure dinosaur. there. It ha yeah, it has different dinosaur. But fucking. <laughs> I want dinosaurs. Jesus. Speaking of anyway. speaking of strategy games, I just want to ask: Did anybody see that uh, Command and Conquer Remastered is out? 
Yep. Oh my god. I really want to I should buy it. It's like a thousand pesos in Steam for both. And then they have like remastered music and all that. And, uh, wait, did they actually fix the audio or they just they fixed the audio? Yeah, they, they, just, they recorded it from what I've known. I think I yeah. think uh Carlos is having a seizure now and <laughs> a, big, a seizure of excitement. Space. Space. CNC? Why not, man? Yeah, I'm 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 a little tempted, but I'm not sure yet. I gotta I gotta dig and through the games I'm playing right now. And the reviews seem to be decent. Uh, we haven't all, had that in a while in terms of remastered. Or, is, or am I wrong? They're all across-the-board yeah. positive, actually. Mm-hmm. I, like oh, the the I mean, you still have to know what you're getting into, which is, like, you know, legacy gameplay, but as a, as a form of, like, taking the, all that stuff and just making it accessible again to 21st century interfaces and, and players or whatever, like, it's been thumbs up everywhere. And that kind of, that also, That's interesting. And that also coincides with another uh, recent development, the addition of EA games back into Steam. Oh, you're God, right. The sale, like discounted games. Uh, that came out of nowhere. You're right. You're that right. came out of nowhere. Yeah, together with EA's remastered uh, release, they they have that out, and then now we can buy Dragon Age, which is actually pretty cheap. Like yeah. one two in Inquisition. I have some. I have some issues with the with the whole it's thing crazy. a bit though, which is like I'm glad. Did they give up? It sounds like they're yeah, giving I, up. I, well, I wouldn't <laughs> say they're giving up, but. You know, I, I think EA, EA, EA obviously recognizes that no matter what terms you get in, uh, you 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 place yourself in the Steam store. Being on the Steam store is you know uh, a huge point of visibility yeah. in terms of like what games you're selling and sales numbers, right? Like they have Origin, uh, e- even Ubisoft recognizes this. they still sell games on UPlay, but they also sell them on Steam. They just make. You play mandatory, and what EA has done is basically course correct on a decision they made ten years ago, I believe, or uh, fifteen years ago, about taking away all their all their catalog from Steam and confining it exclusively to the Origin store. And that I think that has sort of like, on a might small way, impacted their sales negatively, because you know all, right. all of us are just lazy. We just we just open Steam as it is. Epic Game Store is new, and I still have trouble. You know. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I have trouble. I do notice that people still don't really register the games that are coming out if they only come out on the Epic Game Store. But what sucks about the the the, the EA stuff coming to the Steam Store is that they still require Origin. <laughs> Dang. Uh, well, well, that's well, that's what that's like. Ubisoft games have that, or you also need yeah. this. I mean, I'm not you need the U plays. I'm not surprised. I'm just mm-hmm. saying is uh, I'm not surprised, but uh, but. I want to take out like to also note that yes, EA games are back, but I just I just started just skimming through Steam just now while you were talking about EA. I even noticed like um, Gog's um, Thronebreaker and Gwent free to play. It's just it came out in May. No one noticed. It's just it's now available in Steam if you yeah. want to bother. Like yeah, like I think- stuff like that. And they also have was that Sea of Thieves that came out in June three. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think what you're talking about there is like it's worthwhile for companies to try to challenge or think about ways to, uh, you know, confront the Steam monopoly and find new ways to sell games or new ways to provide services to gamers. But at the same time, that Steam is just too big to ignore, for better or for worse. And games from GOG and games from Origin have been uh, hurt a little bit by that. Um, I think it's also cool that almost Where all is the games, edge for five hundred pesos. Wow! Yeah, all Sorry. the games are on, all the games there are on sale right now uh, for I think about a week. So any of you right listening to this podcast now, you might 
like be able to catch on to those tails before they go up they yeah. go away yeah. uh, by pego guys it's good <laughs> <laughs> by what sorry pego the best ea game the other thing that oh, i yes. the other thing i don't like though is that we don't have achievements i mean not to sound like a complete whore i'm so done with achievements yeah well that's why i'm young and you're all dying <laughs> <laughs> no, but sure man sure <laughs> I'm, okay i am young at heart for i still love the achievements no but seriously like um no, okay what no yeah. I, I just i just you know if i'm gonna buy a game on steam and it doesn't have some of the Steam stuff, like the Steam achievements. I'm like, I'll just buy it on Origin. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, well, you know, to, to each their own, of course. Yeah. But it's actually interesting that if actually there's a lot of people like that are still like Chivo hunters. Yeah. Like actually, that's I want to actually see more of that because at least for me, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get the platinum or 100 percent in Steam anymore. Like, it's not something. Oh, don't get I mean, me wrong. I really, really like the game. Oh, don't get like, me wrong. I'm not. Hard- I'm not a platinum chaser. I'm not as hardcore as you know as anyone. I just like seeing like I like to me achievements are a form of progression uh, in the sense that. I like this. Like, if I have a lot of games I don't finish, I'm like, okay, you bought this game, you need to play it. Finish twenty five percent of the achievements, and at least you can say you extracted some value from this game, in, you know, from the money you paid for it. I think the last time I finished the plat, I think like the last time I did a plat was like I think Final Fantasy fifteen, and we know how long that was out. Oh, so. yeah. Right, so you actually got a plat for fifteen, but yeah. Mickey got the platform was that for for remake the Mad Lad oh yeah the Mad Lad he's a star I know the only platinum but I yeah, have that, oh that's your first so okay. did you like no, the but that, that's so actually did, pretty cool so did you like the game Mikael I don't know was it good I don't know <laughs> check out after, our review <laughs> after a hundred and fifty hours did you enjoy it I don't know it's all right <laughs> I don't know who read your review <laughs> your yeah. review <laughs> yeah who wrote that stinking review probably you. But yeah, uh, that's uh, that's actually pretty cool. Um, and I think that's it. Unless, wait, is there anything else we want to add on? Any any more games um, we want to talk about? Because me, I'm all Valorant, and I also actually played. I'm actually on the process of actually working because I got we got a review copy for The Last of Us Part Two. Sick. And yeah, I can't say anything about that, but I'm already done. My review should be out on the twelfth with the rest of the world. And you know what's not nice? What? Valorant's anti-cheat program. Oh no! Oh, what, what oh yeah, because that's why Miggy can't play with us. Oh yeah, us. man. That's why. Oh why? It's intrusive. This fuck. That's <laughs> oh why? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's like what? So how does the anti-cheat no, system? He... So what? So what the? What's that? Vanguard. Yeah, I think it's that's called the name Vanguard. The anti-cheat. Yeah. What it does it? Um, it it is, it it it's an anti-cheat program that's like kernel levels deep. Mm-hmm. So uh it even like 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 it stops third party what is it like apps or or plugins or programs from 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 executing in your PC that uh that looks like anti-cheat programs so there can be false positives oh god that, that, that can be hit and not only that um it it opens up during boot time so um, what happens is you, in, in order to play uh, Valorant properly, um, it 
if if the Vanguard anti cheat isn't activated during that time, you have to restart your PC to actually like uh, uh, make the game work. So uh, that hard sucks. Restart. That sucks. And what's happening in I think in Biggie's case is worse because it's uh, messing up with his boot time. Oh mm-hmm. God! Yeah, like, I I had the same problem a couple of years ago where uh, a- a- uh, last year with Apex Legends like a- easy anti cheat. Refused mm-hmm. to like register properly in my system, so I couldn't I couldn't play it when it was like the hot the hot shit. And I know even like um like as like the app itself like as an intrusive like anti cheat <laughs> it I don't know like I I'm kind of um, iffy about it like even you know this is Riot Games which is under ten cent <laughs> that's something <laughs> to think about. Like, are mm. you like, are you giving info deliberately? Just mm. I mean, near as I can tell, the track record for uh, for Riot Games um, for for Tencent's um, game company relationships is that they haven't historically tried to like use games to steal data from us. But it's still like you know an eyebrow raising concern, given that many other uh, you know companies have participated in that kind of stuff. Yeah, but the most important thing, make you can't play with us. Damn yeah, it. no, no, exactly. It's an inconvenience. Yeah. Absolutely, you're right, Carlos. It's an incon. It's it's trying to do something, and then the end, the only end result, the end result that matters is that he can't play, and that 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 sucks. It's a but what, what's there's no like actual fix, Miggy. Yeah, it's just really like there's nothing that can be done. Uh, as far as I've you- seen, like this is apparently been an issue even before it came out like during some of the the closed betas and all that where Ooh. people are saying that it's specifically the anti-cheat that is causing problems and so yeah. that like even before this came out i was already worried about that and lo and behold that was that's that's exactly <laughs> that's what happened idea. and like it's it's not just that it like it's so intrusive that it messes with my system like i can't even boot the game or maybe it's it's doing yeah. the same thing where i have to wait like 40 minutes for it to even try to do something so yeah it's it's not worth the trouble at least on my end fix it riot but there um that's the games we've been playing so far um we might talk more uh, of course in the next episode next week um cuz we're we've got we've a lot planned on the pipeline actually it's actually very busy um june and it'll be even more busy simply because like we mentioned at the start of the podcast we actually have the playstation 5 um showcase whatever event whatever presentations they're gonna be doing and as well as other live streaming um presentations from other companies that are like that's like the this is the result of all these conventions being canceled like companies are doing their own thing and we've got a lot of reviews coming down the pipeline as well I, i believe yeah, we have a lot planned, so it's gonna be a very busy uh, next coming of weeks. But you, you know, show must go on and summer we'll of gaming, have more so, episodes. Summer of gaming and, and games, yeah. you know, game video game releases despite COVID nineteen and you know and all that stuff. You know, they're they're they're, they're ramping up. They're ramping up. They're definitely ramping up, and it's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty exciting, and I think that's it for two hundred four. Um, um, thanks for listening in. We have an episode every week, or at um, least we try. So, sorry. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want to say one last thing, which is uh, go ahead. No, I, I just want to draw attention to. So um, there is a bundle on Itch.io right now. I'm. I think many people on social media have already heard about this, but on Itch.io, uh, a bundle. Oh. Uh, on Itch.io, uh, please look for the racial 
uh, racial equality and justice bundle. It is a bundle of 742 games, uh, tabletop games, role-playing games, and video games even. Uh, that And the money that they're getting from this bundle will go towards uh, funding uh, the, commu- the, NA- the NAACP and the um, a-, a bail fund to help people in participating in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I bring that up because um, not just for like the social stuff, which is important, but also for the fact that there are a lot of good games that you might be interested. 742 is more games than anybody will be able to finish within a lifetime, I believe. But uh, you'll get games like A Short Hike, um, Oxen Free, One Shot, mm. Cook Serve Delicious, um, Quench, um, and many other um, um, many other games. Uh, so yeah, oxen free, oxen free, oxen free. Yeah, lots of. I remember that. Lots of uh, great games in there. So I urge you guys, to urge any of you listening, to uh, check out the bundle. Um, when is the bundle going to be available? Because um, I think this episode will be out on it's out this on, week. It's out or, now or next week. It's out now. The no, I mean, how long is going to be? How long is going to be open? It's going to be open. There's no actual limit. There are, I think, seven or eight days from now, and they are okay. trying. They tried to. Their original goal was to make one million dollars to donate. They have crossed that threshold. They are now past two million dollars, and they're hoping to make five million dollars. So yeah, yeah, video games, man, video games. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that's games. you know, I just wanted to call attention to that before we wrapped up. Well, definitely, if everybody actually is like you know getting their eyebrows raised by that, you can actually check it out. We might probably put a link over in the description. Yeah, and I think that's it for two hundred four again. Ainth, we have podcasts every week. That's a, that's the goal. That's the aim, and you can actually listen to us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms where you actually get your podcasts and any of our reviews um content or anything of that nature you can find it at www.toomuchgaming.net any concerns clarifications or anything under the sun you can actually email us at contact at toomuchgaming.net and if you want to shout at matthew or celia because i've been doing it where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter at arcelia matthew there you go i think that's it nah See ya. Yes. Da. Bye. Potatoes. Are we live live or are we still like muted? <clears throat> we're live live. Uh-oh. If you got the note, if we're live live. Uh-oh. All right. So they heard all the sandwiches? I mean, mm-hmm. they still haven't figured it out. So. Uh, well, yeah, they'll, they'll never figure it <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. For all they know, that's how they start the <laughs> podcast and how, you know, that's just how it works. <laughs> they'll learn eventually. They might.